All right, good to see everybody out tonight. Let's go ahead and get started. Turn to page 92. I was as lost as sin, but Jesus took me in. And in the life of heaven, I threw my soul. He made my heart in love, and he wrote my name above. And just the talk of Jesus made me whole. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about our troubles. He ran faint his pride, and smiled and bowed. Feeling prayer will turn in, oil and fire is burning. Finally, talk Jesus makes it right. Sometimes my passion is clear without a red And then a cloud of doubt behind the light of Sin may rise and hide the starry skies, but just the talk of Jesus clears away. Have a little talk with Jesus, tell him all about our trouble. Hear our faintest cry, and smile and mind. The little prayer will turn in, oh, the fire is burning. Have a little talk with Jesus, makes it Page 68. I'm glad pilgrim on my way, going to glory land. He's my only hope and stay, hold me by the hand. It's such God to understand. Things that I never knew Keep my promise to the Lord I'm going through Our peace is what a wonderful feeling in my soul He's mine, He protects me from the heat and cold I'll do whatsoever He bids me I the heat, hey, cold, I 
as I trod, ever my voice I raise. He will be with me to the end, helping me with his power. And he will be my closest friend and best worker. I miss what a wonderful feeling in my soul. He's mine, he's protected me from the tonight say amen. amen amen good to see all of you we appreciate you being here tonight we got a lot that we've got to cover tonight it is conference night and uh, where we'll be voting in our new uh, officers for the new church year which begins the first sunday in in september so tell you what let's do let's uh let's go over our prayer we request and our announcements first and then we'll get those things tended to and then we'll go on with our meeting from there um, as far as announcements go remember that this coming sunday after morning service will be youth choir practice with sister janet and uh, so all you young people remember that and plan for that and all the parents remember that and uh, she said it's going to be a little bit lengthy but but uh, it's needful, so that'll be this coming Sunday. Then this coming Wednesday night on August the 10th, our kids' church starts again. So be in much prayer for that. Then the following Sunday, two Sundays out, uh, the the adult choir practice will have the adult choir will be having uh, choir practice. Our prayer list. Isn't it wonderful to see Brother Leo Gertz back in church? Amen. Give him a hand clap. Amen. And I want to say this to every one of you. Thank every one of you who's called his name out in prayer. I mean that from the depths of my heart. I appreciate all of you uh, just bathing him in prayer. He went through a, a tragic thing. And, and thank God to see him in the house of God tonight. So we need to remember Brother Leo and Sister Margaret. We uh, need to pray for Emery Bennett, Haley's little girl. Carolyn Watkins is back in the hospital, has been there since uh, yesterday in the ER. And uh, right before we left the house, she went into the ER yesterday afternoon. And right before we left the house, she was still in the ER. They hadn't even gotten her in her room. And so we need to pray for Sister Carolyn, uh, Christopher and Amy Hurd, Christy Cable, Hannah Hurd, Louis Kay, and Brady May. How about your prayer request tonight? Anybody on your heart tonight? Miss Diane? Yes, ma'am. It is that time of year again, school time. Yes, ma'am. Anything else on your hearts tonight? 
Anything else on your hearts tonight we can pray about? Anything else tonight on your heart that we can pray about? Okay. But Stanley Jackson. Anything else tonight on your hearts? I'm glad God knows our hearts. Oh, my Lord. I've been just reminded this week of the, the depths of God looking into our hearts and thank God that he, he knows our hearts. He knows the pains. He knows the troubles. He knows the things that upset it. And I'm so thankful that God knows our hearts tonight. So as we begin our time together tonight, let's all gather around these altars. Let's pray over these needs. How many of you in here tonight have a, a need that maybe you didn't call out tonight, but it's something personal to you and you need God to work on your behalf? I believe we all do. Let's all come and gather around these altars and let's pray, asking God's blessings upon it all. Exalted tonight. I love you and thank you.
Amen. Good to see you tonight. Uh, I'm going to, Brother Marty and Brother Barry, could y'all come help tonight? I want you to give out some some things tonight that we're going to be looking at and considering. Gave you the wrong thing. <laughs> Sorry about that. We're going to be looking at some things tonight since it is our conference night and we'll be uh, voting in some new leaders that are going to be taking some positions and we've got some new positions that we're, we're creating and that's a good thing that means we're growing and and uh, enjoying the blessings of God but I want everybody to receive one of these printouts tonight because we're going to go through this together I want to talk to all of you about leadership tonight and the importance of leadership just what it means to be a leader and someone may say, well, Brother John, why, why would you do this in front of the entire church? Why would you include everybody? Because understanding leadership is important in all of our lives, whether you're a leader or not. Uh, one of the ways that somebody learns to lead is by learning to follow. And until someone learns to follow, they'll never make a good leader. And so we all need to understand leadership, especially from a biblical standpoint. We're going to look at some things together tonight before we go into our, our conference meeting and, and go through the, the, uh, the election of officers. But I want to tell you a story. Some, somebody might say, well, Brother John, why would, you, why would you talk to all of us about leadership? Because you never know what God is doing in somebody's heart. Uh, I'm going to give you a, a personal example, a, a church example of what we're talking about um, concerning leadership. There may be somebody sitting here tonight that's going to be a future leader. And it's good to go over some of these things so you'll understand the importance of leadership and what it means to be a church leader. Um, there you go. Thank you, Brother Barry. Yeah, take it. Um, you never know what God is doing in somebody's heart and life. Uh, we see people come to church Sunday in, Sunday out, Wednesday in, Wednesday out, and they come and they sit in a service, and you never know what God is doing in their heart and in their mind and in their life, in their family. Uh, earlier, earlier last month, I think it was, I began trying to fill some positions that we had come open. And Brother Brandon Barrett came to me. And he told me, he said, Brother John, I'd love to be uh, a part of that one of these positions if, if possible. I never knew that God was working in his heart to be a leader. And uh, so it's important that we all understand what leadership really is so that we can understand 
If you're here tonight and maybe you're not a church leader, but you could better understand what leaders go through and what they'll experience in trying to, especially in the context of a church, a ministry, and we're trying to uh, further the kingdom of God and, and working together. And there's a lot that goes on in a leader's life to try to make something happen. And this church is multifaceted. It's made up of very many components, uh, many different people working. And we must all work together to make all of this work. So I want us to look at these printouts together. We're gonna, I'm going to do it just like I would on uh, Wednesday night Bible study. We're going to go through this together. I'll make some side comments along and along with it. And once we get done, then we'll go into church conference and, uh, and get ready to start our new church year. I'm praying that our new church year will be the greatest year we've ever seen as a church. That we'll see God do great mighty things. That we'll see God do uh, miraculous growth in the hearts and lives of more people. And that we'll, we'll have the need. I, I will tell you this that we are presently working and, and trying to come up with a way to increase our, our size, our footprint size inside this auditorium. We've got several things that we're looking at. We had considered maybe going out the back and doing something there, but that, uh, that doesn't look like it's going to be feasible uh, in regards to adding room to our our sanctuary size, our church is landlocked because of the cemetery and because of, uh, we're just, this is all the land we got. The only way we could actually uh, do anything, go straight up. And, uh, but anyway, we're looking at maybe the possibility of putting in a balcony. We're looking at the possibility of maybe, maybe opening up some stuff upstairs and maybe just incorporating a balcony with what we've already got. So there's a lot going on that we're trying to seek the face of God about and, and get some wisdom and direction from Him so that we can, we can increase our setting capacity, seating capacity. But I do want to, I do want to go through this, this thought about leadership tonight together so that we can all familiarize ourselves with what it means to be a leader, and especially a leader here at Murrayville Baptist Church. So I want to read some scripture to you tonight. If you've got your Bibles, we'll open up with some scripture. And uh, I've not got it on this sheet, but I want you to look at some things and, and look at the, the impact of leadership and of, of church in a church setting. In Ephesians chapter 4, Paul is, is writing in Ephesians 4 to the church at Ephesus and he's trying to set some things in order. He's trying to establish some things. He's established as one of the deepest theological discourses in all that Paul wrote outside of the book of Romans. But he said this in the book of Ephesians chapter 4. It said that in verse number 11, and he, talking about Jesus, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Now, here's the reason that God set 
a pastor and a teacher in a church congregation. This is the purpose of it. In verse number 12, he said, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Let me show you something that could be the possibility without good leadership. In verse number 14, he talks about if we didn't have good leadership in this church, this is what could happen. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So from these verses, I wanted to open up with that and just show you the, the import of good church leadership. We need, to, we need a, a great pastor uh, here at this church. We need great leaders at this church. Everything, everything that the church does is centered upon Jesus Christ and it being the very best that it can be for His glory and for His honor. And with all of that in mind, now let's look at our, our printouts tonight and I want to go through this together. This is just some guidelines for church leaders. Thank you for volunteering your life for the work of Murrayville Baptist Church. God has and is blessing us in so many ways and it is a privilege to serve with you in this ministry. You are a vital part of our church and I want you to know how much I appreciate you. I promise to pray for you faithfully. If you ever need me, please feel free to call me. I want to be of help in any way I can so, thank, so that you can fulfill your ministry and enjoy laboring for the Lord. Now let's consider leadership tonight. Leadership is very important in the work of any ministry. Sometimes leadership is not emphasized enough and we forget the place and purpose of leadership within the workings of a church. The position you hold is very important to the entire work of NBC. One of my favorite quotes concerning leadership is, he who thinks he leads and has no followers is only out for a walk. We as a church have many followers who are depending on every one of us. Without you, the ministry of NBC is not complete and will lack. So, please understand your importance to the furtherance of this ministry. Tremendous emphasis is placed upon leadership in the Word of God, and we all want to do our part to be the best at our position we possibly can. As your pastor, I need and covet your prayers. The older I get, the more I realize the awesome responsibility laid upon me to leave this church in the ways of the Lord. Please pray for me regularly and I will pray for you. Samuel said these words in 1 Samuel 12, 22 through 24. He said, for the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake. Aren't you glad of that? Because it hath pleased the Lord to make you his people. Moreover, as for me, watch this, God forbid 
that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. Did you realize that it is a sin not to pray for your, for your fellow church members? And he said, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. And then he goes on to say this, but I will teach you the good and right way. Only fear the Lord and serve Him in truth. Look at this. With all your heart. For consider how great things He has done for you. Now, I want to I go over our mission statement here at Merville Baptist Church. Years ago, I went to some leadership meetings and I sat in them and we had a lot of, we had a lot of different um, uh, conferences that we were in and involved in. And we sat up under, I sat up under a lot of different great men of God. And I sat up under one pastor that really impressed me. And uh, he impressed me in this regard. He said, he said, you know, you consider mission statements of different churches. And he said, uh, he said, some of them are very lengthy. He said, they're very several, uh, a lot of pages long, several pages long. And he said, you read those mission statements. And he said, after you read them, you just get lost in it and forget it. He said, the very best mission statements you could ever come up with for a church, a ministry, is very simple and very short. And so I took his advice and, and I sat down and I asked God to just give me some thoughts along that line. And this is the mission statement for Murrayville Baptist Church. Our mission statement at NBC is simple. But we should all be very sincere about it. Jesus Christ shed his blood and died for the church and we should never lose sight of that truth. Our mission statement is threefold. Number one, we are here, listen at this closely, we are here as a church, number one, to exalt the Savior. In everything we do, we should consider Jesus first. A question for all of us to ask about anything we're doing is, will Jesus be satisfied and pleased? Will this, whatever it is, glorify Jesus Christ or will it cause Him shame? So we're here to, to, to uh, exalt the Savior. The second part of our mission statement is this. We're here to evangelize the sinner. We should always be aware of the ones under our watch care. Whether it be Sunday school choir or working with the youth, we need to be conscious of the fact that God is interested in saving sinners. You may be the one he wants to use to lead someone among us to the Lord. Be ready always to talk to someone about Jesus Christ. Ask God for discernment and leadership to talk to others about salvation when the need presents itself. And thirdly, our third part of our mission statements is this. We exist as a church to educate and edify the saints. Teaching others God's word is, I cannot emphasize this enough, but teaching God's word is extremely important. Please, please, please understand that truth. Teaching someone else the word of God will help them grow as a child of God. 
We also need to remember the importance of edifying other saints. Everyone gets discouraged at times. Has anybody in here ever gotten discouraged? Raise your hand. Every hand ought to be up tonight. We all get discouraged. Uh, we need to, everyone gets discouraged at times, and a kind word of encouragement may be the thing that helps them through tough times. And at times, you will also need encouragement yourself. So remember the words of Scripture in Hebrews 10, verse 24 and 25, where it says this, And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but look at this. But exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Now what day is he talking about? The day of the coming of Jesus Christ. And brother, we are living in those days today. I believe it's going to be very soon Jesus Christ is going to come back and get the church out of this mess that we're in. But until then, we've got to learn and understand the importance of encouraging one another in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, here's some points for leaders that I want all of us to consider. As a leader of Murrayville Baptist Church, remember others are watching. Whether it be in a Sunday school class, during choir practice, or while children are running around your feet, someone is watching you. Someone is always watching you. If you're out on the streets of, of Gainesville, Georgia, somebody is watching your life. They're watching your testimony. They're watching your light. They're watching how you respond, how you live. We have always got somebody watching our lives. And I want you to always remember this. And the one who is always watching us is the Lord himself. Here's some thoughts to practice in your life as a leader. Number one, pray over your position. Your position goes much deeper than a title. You're not, you're not in a position just to hold a title. You're there for a reason. So we need to pray over our position. Great responsibility is laid upon you. Pray that God would guide you and enable you to be your best for Jesus' sake. Take your position seriously because God does. Number two, be prepared. Looseness in leadership will create looseness in your followers. They will recognize it and suffer from your lack of preparedness. Disorganization will affect the ones you are leading. If you have a meeting with a group of people, be ready for them at the time you ask them to meet you. Whatever you are attempting, be prepared for the time. Be prepared, be punctual, and be polite. Third thing, be considerate. If you hold a position and you are not able to be there for some reason, please let your director or someone know ahead of time if possible. Let me give you an example right there. Sister Jessica Satterfield is the director of our Sunday school uh, uh, department. If you're a Sunday school teacher up under her, 
up under the directorship of, of Sister Jessica, and you're not going to be able to make it, please let her know. Get in contact with her. Let her know. Don't just not show up. That is so inconsiderate, not of just her, but of your the ones that you teach. So always know who your director is and always be in communication with them to let them know if you're not going to be able to be there for some reason. One of the most inconsiderate things for anyone to do is simply not showing up without notifying others. Know who your director is and have their phone number so that you might stay in contact with them. Number four, be personal. This is so very important in any ministry. How many of you has ever been to a church, walked in a church, and nobody spoke to you? I've been there. I've, I've visited churches like that. You just don't feel any personal connection with that church. When people visit a church for the first time, they wonder, do I really belong here? As a leader, you make them feel welcome. Also, church members need someone they can trust to talk to at times. Be a friend to whoever is in your care. If someone messes who is under your care, call them and check on them. In our modern day of social media, there are many avenues to stay in contact with your people. There is no excuse for an unconcerned attitude. Number five, pray for your people. Whatever capacity you serve in, pray for those you lead. Students, choir members, musicians, children, and other workers all need your prayers. Another thing, and this is very, very, very important, and I witnessed the importance of this during Vacation Bible School. I have never seen, and I commend every one of you for this, and I know that every, every time I, I make a statement like this, I know that the, the enemy's listening and he'll do everything he can to try to disrupt it. But during Vacation Bible School, I watched every one of you just work together. And you did what you had to do. Others were doing what they had to do. And you all worked together to make Vacation Bible School work successfully. And that's what unity, endeavoring to keep the unity is all about. At times, differences among workers will arise. But remember, we are all one in Christ and are all striving to please our Savior. None of us are perfect. God is working on all of us. Paul said it this way in, in Ephesians 4 verses 1 through 4. I therefore, Paul said, the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. Endeavoring, look at this, endeavoring. To keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There's one body, one spirit, even as you're called and one hope of your calling. The Bible tells us to endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit. The word endeavor means to work at, to be diligent with, to study. A leader will always have their feelings trampled on at times. Keeping the unity of the Spirit will demand that we pray and lean upon God's help to continue leading in the right spirit. 
Jesus did not let his feelings lead him while hanging on the cross. Uh, our, the ministries at Marvel Baptist, let me illustrate something to you. Uh, you're going to hear tonight when we get into the calling out of new officers, you're going to hear the presentation and the establishment of some new ministries. One of those new ministries is going to be a young ladies director. And, but we're going to have a ladies director also. But then we've got a subclass uh, up under that called the young ladies director. But they're all one. They're, they're all up under one umbrella. A, a ministry in a church is never there to build division. You, you cannot build a ministry to divide a church. You build a ministry to unite a church together. And the, just like with the ladies meeting, there's going to be a ladies director. But up under that umbrella of the ladies is going to be a young ladies director. But they're all going to be working together as the ladies of the church. To, to build the unity among all the women of our church. It's just a part of, of the way ministry works. Uh, be faithful, number seven, be faithful. We are called into the ministry and God blesses faithfulness. Be someone who others may count on. First Corinthians 4, 2, moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Number eight, here's another thought for leaders. We're here to serve others. As leaders, we serve others. Our goal is not for us to have people serve us, but rather that we may serve people. A good leader learns to lead by serving the ones under him. In 2 Corinthians 4, 5, Paul said it like this, for we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus, Lord, watch this, and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. Matthew 20, verse 27, 28, Jesus said it like this. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. And number nine, finally, communicate. Lack of communication will break down any relationship. If you're a leader, you've got people up under you, learn to communicate with those up under you. Leadership must communicate to the ones he wishes to lead. Communicate to ensure everyone is on the same page. Communicate to make others feel needed and a part of what is going on. And communicate to accomplish the task at hand. Here's some things to remember. As a part of the working staff of this ministry, please develop a personal walk with Jesus Christ. Personal time and prayer and God's word are essential for any child of God, especially for those to whom God has entrusted a position within a local body of believers. Also, prayer and personal time with the Lord will enable you to stay focused there's been many times where the devil has tried to get my focus on somebody maybe that hurt me or hurt my wife. And the, 
the enemy has tried to get me focused on that individual or that incident. I cannot focus on that. I've got to, I've got to go to the Lord in prayer to keep my focus that I am here to feed the sheep. I'm not here to grind axes with anybody. We're not here to try to fix anybody else. We're here to feed the sheep. And prayer will help us to stay focused of our mission before us. And in many cases, prayer, listen to this, prayer will solve many problems that may present themselves in your ministry. Don't let sin be a practice of your life. Ask for the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus Christ to purge your life of any wickedness. Realize that any sin will hinder your relationship with the Lord and your effectiveness for the Lord. Ask for cleansing and deliverance. Uh, David wrote this, these words. He said, King David wrote these words. In Psalm 51 verse 10, he said, Create within me a clean heart, O Lord, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Remember that we are all workers together with Christ, who is our head. <clears throat> together, we should seek to glorify God. It is His ministry, His church, and we are His ambassadors. We need to seek to grow, to be a part of something that others would want to be a part of. <clears throat> Number three, we ought to be uh, we ought to be a part of seek to give. Give yourself to the Lord, to the church, and to this community. And we need to seek to guard each other. We need to really watch out for each other and be there for each other. Esteem others better than self. Here's some tidbits. When you are in a position to teach using written materials, always use materials that support the King James Bible. If you do select some materials, and, and I understand that, that that is very hard to find. I encourage people all the time. I, I encourage Brother Ben Tanner, who was just recently with us. I said, Brother Ben, you need to start writing. I said, how many writers do you know out there that believe in the King James Bible? He said, there's not many. I said, exactly. We need more writers that will write using the King James Bible. And I realize that finding materials that do utilize the King James Bible are very hard to do. But if you do select something that, is, that does not have the King James Bible uh, used in it, mark through it, write, write out the, or type out the, the King James uh, version of it, and incorporate that into the teaching. We only use the King James Bible as long as I'm the pastor here. If you ask someone to come and speak at an event, and I've done this many, 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 many times, make sure they understand they are to use the King James Bible. If you post a flyer in the hallway uh, or for a sign-up or whatever, it must be typed and placed on the table in the hallway. Remember, the church is designated and ordered by the Lord, and each office is positioned to ensure everything works efficiently 
and effectively. There is an order, and all of us must, uh, uh, all of us have someone over us to answer to. Authority is not for domination, but rather for order and functionality. Please remember that decisions made by the elders, the pastors and deacons of this church, are made with the whole church in mind to please the Lord and to ensure our goals as a church are met. Decisions are not made to single out anyone, but rather to ensure our function as a church. And finally, it is human to get weary. We all get tired. Choir directors get tired. Pastors get tired. Deacons get tired. Sunday school teachers get tired. We all get weary in, along the way. And I, for one, understand that perfectly. If the position you hold overwhelms you, or maybe things in your personal life get too heavy for you to carry out on your work at the church, please, please, please let me know. We live in busy times, but remember, laboring for Jesus Christ is the greatest honor anyone could ever undertake. No matter how small the task may seem, it is important in the eyes of God. Listen again what King David wrote in Psalm 84, verse 10. He said, for a day in thy courts, talking about the house of God, one day in the courts is better than a thousand. Look what he said. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Any position held is a position of a servant. Fulfill it well. Run your race and finish it for the glory of God. I'm trying to encourage all of you that are going to be uh, taking on leadership positions tonight. Run your race. Fulfill it to the fullest of your capability between you and Jesus. Strive to hear your Lord say to you one day, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. And let me say this. Anyone, anyone can quit. Anyone can quit. It takes God and it takes it takes a lot of God to finish something for the glory of God. Jesus, or Hebrews 6.10 said this, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed toward His name, and that you have ministered to the saints, and you do minister. Then Galatians 6.9, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not, I love you and thank you for everything you do. Your pastor, me. And I want to say this in closing. I want you all to understand some things about me because we have things come up along and along. I'm from the old school. I mean, I was just brought up under some old men of God. And I'm old school and I still believe church should be church. I believe that the house of God should be like no other place on planet earth. I don't believe it should be like going to the beach. I don't believe that the, the house of God should be like going out to Walmart. I think when we go to the house of God, we should go 
to meet with God. I'm just old school like that. I am not the pastor to bring in the modern day contemporary charismatic music. I'm not going to be the one to do that. I still like the old time gospel songs. I still like it the old time way. And I still, like, I still believe in the King James Bible as the book of God. And I'm going to stay right there with it until Jesus calls me out of here. And I just want y'all to understand what kind of pastor y'all got. And, uh, and I, I thank you for letting me be your pastor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Y'all ready to go into conference? Y'all ready? Brother Warren, you ready?